Korah chapter 10. Even though the rain was coming down, it was a very heavy, heavy rain. The clouds were low in the sky and it was as dark as night. I knew the rain would be around for a while, but I made the dash from my apartment to my car because I wanted to do something special. I wanted to get out of the apartment, but I I wanted to visit with Cora. I wanted to do something special for her. I didn't know why. I had no reason. There was no reason. I hadn't heard from her. It had been a while. I found myself very busy, and I had let time go by. And I think I was feeling a little bit guilty about that because I knew she took it personally, not just from me, but from anyone who left her without a good reason for any length of time. Her friends, her friends at the apartment complex. So I decided that it was a day we should share a meal, even without asking her permission. I took it upon myself to get takeout. I got her favorite thing. It was simple because she was very simple when it came to food. She did not care for anything fancy. So it was chicken with all the trimmings. So as I dashed from the restaurant back to my car, the giant plastic bag got a little wet, but the food was protected. I made sure of that under my umbrella. Even though I hadn't seen Cora in a while, I, I was excited to see her. And I I hoped she was home. I felt that she would be because she was a homebody. So when I knocked on her door and she swiftly answered it, I was both happy and shocked at the same time. Because it was obvious from the scene behind her, things had changed since the last time I was with her. Her apartment was almost empty of furniture and boxes were piled high. I stepped in as she gestured for me to do so. I was speechless. I did not know what to say. She looked happy, but I was worried. I um, I feared kind of the worst that she had decided to go and live not quite so independently. And I just did not want to accept that. I didn't ask any questions. I just came in and I could smell coffee and I could smell just a tinge of cigarette. All very familiar, as well as the room deodorizer that she used so effectively in her apartment. The kitchen still held her table and chairs, but that was just about all of it. I put the bag down on the table and she had gone to get glasses and turned from the cabinet and asked if I wanted coffee or tea. I wasn't sure what I wanted because I had an overwhelming 
feeling of sadness for reasons unknown to me as yet. Uh, I sat down and gave her the option. Whatever she wanted, I would have the same. She opted for coffee, and I thought that very fitting. She pulls some plates out of her nearly empty cabinet. Obviously, all of her dishes had been packed, or I didn't know what, actually. As she sat down to join me and began to pull the, the chicken in the containers from the bag, she hoped there was gravy, she said, and biscuits. There were. Suddenly, I wasn't very hungry, and I knew one of two things would happen. The leftover food would be tossed out, or I would leave it there for her. As she began to fill our plate, which was odd that she was filling my plate as well as hers, very, very out of character for her. She told me she was moving, as I quite obviously realized. And she was very happy about it. No, she was not going to live less independently. But, but then again, in a way, she was. As we begin to in my case, nibble on my chicken. She began to pour gravy over the biscuit that she had cut in half. And she reached up behind her on a little shelf that I hadn't really noticed was still there. And there was a a picture in it and she handed it to me while she continued with her food. And it was of a, of a handsome young man. And he looked oddly familiar. And I knew, I knew. It was her grandson. Because there were obvious family resemblance to the photos of her family that I had seen for all this time in my conversations with Cora, as she told me. Her life and it all began to come together. Yes, she told me she was moving to California. She had taken a short trip with him to see where he lived. He wanted her to be there. He didn't have much family, as it turned out, but he was doing very well. He had invested wisely in some new companies with the little bit of money that he had but it had served him well. And he had a lovely place, she said, with an ocean view that she didn't even know she realized, she didn't even know that she liked it. She didn't realize that, that, hey, she liked the ocean view. She said she loved the smell of the 
sea air in a Southern California town that she would be living in with her grandson. My heart was heavy and happy. I would miss her, but I knew it was time. It was time for her to leave everything from her life in my hands to see what I would do with it and to start anew with her new grandson. She trusted me to do the right thing with her life story thus far. And I told her how much I wanted to know the rest of it at the proper time. And she assured me I would be invited to visit her in California because she would not be coming back. She had no plans to return. She had someone in her life once again. And it gave her new life. And she was happy. And I was happy for her. All of this was meant to be meeting her, sharing her life story. Because when you get a chance to share stories of life with, if it's only one person in your life, the time, the investment of your time is so worth it. And that's how I felt. And I assured her she could trust me with her story. Cora would be leaving to be with her newfound grandson for the next part of her journey of life. Oh, his name was James. This is the end.